Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming the program author Shelby Wagner, and she is the author of Learning to Dance in the Rain 2, Surviving Grief, Internet Dating, and Romance Scams. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV and the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Shelby, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Don, and thank you for this opportunity to talk with you on radio. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I'm a retired elementary music teacher, 78-year-old grandma, but not typical. After losing my husband four years ago and transitioning through my grief, I was scammed on the internet dating site and wanted to help others so that they can not lose money and go through the loss of self-respect and self-esteem that I did. So tell us about your book. My book is in four parts, actually, and the last half of it is about internet dating, surviving tips, and especially avoiding scams. I offer templates and 38 red flags to help a person decide, oh yeah, this is a scammer and I'm going to block them and go on with more important and more interesting people. I start by telling the story of my husband's last four days alive and I offer help for seniors to reassess their options for a high quality, fulfilling lifestyle. So who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? Specifically, those over 50 who are interested in a life change, finding a new partner, trying out internet dating. And also, I have grieving tips for other new widows because that was uh, like being catapulted into the unknown. I'd been married for 50 years and all of a sudden I wasn't. It was quite a change. So men and women who are interested in internet dating should definitely read my book before going on the internet for a successful experience. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? It's about self-improvement, about redeveloping yourself and your self-confidence and preparing yourself to survive internet dating, to be successful at it and thrive, which I have done. I went on from the scamming event and finally found someone that I'm in a relationship with now. I didn't like being alone, living alone. I had never lived alone. And so it was natural for me to want to find somebody new to share my life with. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? I think there are a couple places, and one of them is in the grieving, because a lot of people think they're too macho to grieve, and they really do need to grieve in order to heal and move on with their life. And then people really need to know the dangers of telling too much to online daters, to strangers, because you can't believe what you hear or what you read on the internet. You just have to deal with it and find out the best you can from there. So if you compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? For the grieving part, Kim Murdoch wrote a wonderful book called Left Behind. 
And I related to that very much as far as the grieving part of my life goes. Another book by, I think, C.Q. Queen talks about what internet dating scams are, what homegrown scams are. She's very, very thorough. The entire book is giving you information to help you avoid being scammed. So what inspired you to write this book? Well, the scamming incident actually motivated me to share my story so that others could avoid going through what I did. Well, even my partner, he was on a dating sites off and on for about six years, and he shares ideas about the scamming and avoiding them. So why did you decide to start Internet dating, and what was that experience like? After 50 years of marriage, as I said, and getting through my grief, I got tired of being sad all the time. And I was lonely. Even though I lived with my daughter and her husband for a short time, I had left my friends in Tennessee, and I went to church. But those people were friendly on Sunday, but I had no one to go to the mall with or to have dinner with. So I wanted to find a friend. My kids were very much against it, but I went anyway. <laughs> it was a good experience, and I would recommend anybody wanting to find a partner to go try Internet dating. I give a lot of suggestions in my book that will help them to survive and to avoid the bad parts of it. A lot of people are afraid to go on it because of the scammers, but I give them the 38 tips on spotting a scammer from the beginning, and so they can have a more enjoyable experience. How did you find out that some of these people were scammers? Well, the dating sites tell you right away, give you a couple clues of red flags, and I thought I was the darling of the internet when I first signed up because I got so many messages. But then later, very soon, I found out they were all scammers. The proof of the pudding is in the request for money. Once they've requested for something that costs you money, you know that they are scammers and they also fall in love with you right away and are encouraging and all of this and that. And you soon learn to recognize the signs yourself. And I added to the five or six list top tips that the dating sites give very soon with other tips that helped me to recognize a scammer right away. Now, you claim that you can't fall in love with someone you haven't met. What do you mean by that? Well, I was looking for chemistry. I was looking for a feeling. And I can say a lot of times the scammers use fake, you know, other people's pictures and other people's profiles to grab your attention. And golly, I got some very handsome looking men over 60 that were interested in me. And it was very obvious quickly that some of the phrases were similar. I had read them before. Many of them had asked me to move to a different platform to talk. And that's the first clue you have that that person is a scammer. The feeling is different when you're in person. And maybe you don't really enjoy the same food. Maybe that person tries to push you into doing something you don't want to do. Maybe they pick their teeth. <laughs> you know, it's just not the same in person. And you can like them in what they have written. They've had time to think about that, but it's just different. And I chose to refuse to fall in love immediately because that's what the scammers do. And um, I'm not a scammer. So what was your first date like? Oh, wow. That was the funniest event that I ever <laughs> almost caused me to cancel the whole thing. <laughs> we scheduled a date right away, and he was an hour away, so we met halfway at a Bob Evans, and I primped and made myself as attractive as I could, 
And I drove to the place. I was scared to death, very nervous. And when I walked into the Bob Evans and I looked around, here was this man waving at me way back in the back. And he had hair all over his head and a beard, yay long and unkempt. And I thought, oh, dear, you know, what have I got myself into? And so I went on and sat, introduced myself and, and so on, sat down. We had a very good conversation. And, you know, I really enjoyed myself. The problem was that he reminded me too much of my deceased husband. And on the way out, he wanted me to wait and walk out with him. And so I did. But he made the mistake of going for a kiss, which I diverted by turning my face so it was on my cheek. But then he grabbed my breast and that, oh, my gosh, I just about jumped through the ceiling, <laughs> got out of there as fast as I could and cried on the way home and thought, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> But none of the others were that brave or bold. And so the rest of the experiences were very enjoyable. I made up my mind I was going to enjoy myself and get to know that person as well as I could in the couple hours we would spend together. And I did. So in regard to scammers, what are some of the most obvious red flags? Well, the first one is if they ask you to go to Hangouts or Google Hangouts or WhatsApp to talk. That's a dead giveaway because usually if you do that, immediately their profile ends. You can't find it anymore on the dating site, which means they really were not subscribing and they are a scammer. The next one, if you do go learn more about them, they claim to be American businessmen out of the country working on a project, and but they are their own boss so they can have time to talk with you and so on and so forth. Many of those men have young children that are in boarding schools or kept by nannies or whatever, and all of those are red flags. The biggest one, or the one that is absolute proof, is when they request money or request you to buy something for them and send it to them. And then that gets into a whole another project because a lot of it includes money laundering, which I knew nothing about when I started this whole program. I'd heard the term, but... I didn't expect to get involved in anything like that. So, What's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Before COVID there and with my first book, I did about 20 meet the author and book signing events. And then later I would run into some of the people and they would say, oh, Shelby, I just loved your book. And it meant so much to me. And then they would share their experience or they would share that somebody they knew had been scammed and thanked me for writing the book. And this was very, very rewarding for me and uplifting. So what part of your book would you say you personally like best? The chapter <laughs> that I like best in the whole book is the one where it's called Men and Women Are Wired Differently. And I learned about 15 or 20 new differences that I wish I had known when my husband was still alive. The first one was that Carlos Cavallo claims he had learned was that men are unable to multitask. They are compartmentalized and you don't bother them when they're thinking about something to get them to do something else. And I think most of the problems I had or arguments I had with my husband was because I was interrupting him and he was unable to think quickly and move on to what I wanted him to do. <laughs> So I really enjoyed his book and audiobook and what I learned from that. And I wish all women would read my book and read that chapter. I think they would be able to communicate better with their spouses and their partners and their dates. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? 
anyone who's thinking about or would like to do internet dating should read my book before they go on. I have lots of tips for surviving and thriving that way. It's a wonderful means for meeting people when you don't have to leave your home. You can sit in the comfortable of your home and chat with people and get to know them and decide whether you want to meet them or not. So anyone that is wanting to internet date would benefit from my book. The others are anybody over 50 widows and widowers being encouraged to reassess what they are already doing and maybe make some changes in their lives to have a more fulfilled lifestyle. Do you have a website? Yes, my website is the title of my book. It is www.learningtodanceintherain.org. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Shelby Wagner. She's the author of Learning to Dance in the Rain 2, Surviving Grief, Internet Dating, and Romance Scams. Shelby, thanks very much for being with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks again for having me. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.